ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how are you doing? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Gets me every time. That guy really stretches stars. <laughs> I love the every time I hear that intro, I'm like, this is good. I like this. <laughs> my eyes, eyes, my, I mute my microphone, and I'm sitting there bopping my head, and I usually talk to it. I'm like, and Todd Fuss. <laughs> and then I unmute it real quick. <laughs> yeah, you did a good job on that one, man. So hey, how's you? You know something light and fun. Yeah, a throwback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, too many people just, you know, you hear, hey, guys, welcome to the show. This is, you know, there's nothing, no opening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, too many YouTube channels have openings, but radio shows, podcasts, television shows, you need an opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a funny one because, you know, I always... Like, I always used to have an opening on my YouTube videos. And then for some reason, I just stopped. And it was funny because the opening that I always used was, um, oh, who was it by? I think it might have been a song by, like, Brandy Carlisle or something. And I was always just floored that it didn't get flagged. Because um, it's, I mean, I thought it was a recognizable song. It's maybe not overly too recognizable. but um, And I was listening to, like, The Art of Craftsmanship. They always do uh, intro music, and they they said they're going to start trying not to do it in some videos. And it's kind of funny because, like, I don't know. I feel I feel both ways. Sometimes if it's done right, like Wrangler Star used to always have one, and I always kind of liked it. And then it's also sometimes it's like, no, just say, hey, let's get straight to the video, you know. It's it's odd. Yeah, yeah some work that way. Some don't. It's just, uh, yeah, you know who channels I watch. You know, they come in and they say something and then they're like, you know, stick around for whatever. <laughs> yeah. You get the opening and then video starts and it's all kind of blog and or uh, you know, shop content or job yeah. related. Yeah. You know, and it works for, you know, an opening. Yeah. Then you got, you know, other shows, you know, other channels to do the exact same kind of thing they just get right into it and it works for them it's their mm -hmm. style yeah i think that's how awkward you are trying to start a video that makes it where you either need one or don't yeah yeah i agree and i always found in the beginning it was easier for me to have one because i used i don't know i still not that good but i would look at my old videos and i'm like hey youtube jeremy here and i was just <laughs> i was like dead serious and I don't know. I, I didn't feel awkward, but when I when I look back at it, I'm like, oh wow, that's that's weird, you know. But I always liked having that intro because it's like, okay, cool. At least this is like um, a non awkward start <laughs> to the video, <laughs> you know. Um, you know what drives me insane? It, wow, yeah. I I think I'm figuring out like where I stand with YouTube and and the stuff I like, you know, the. the 
I think there's a couple things for YouTube, two of them, two main categories in my book. It's one is education, one's entertainment. And education, I want it to be like, boom. So I had a problem with one of my shotgun microphones. I was, I was testing some camera stuff out, you know, trying to do some, set some things up for videos. And one of my shotgun mics, every time I move the camera, it has a rattling noise in it. And so I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. And I, th I thought it was just like inherent to that mic. So I'm like, maybe I have to get a new microphone. So I put in a search best shotgun microphones. And this one video comes up from a guy named Peter Lindgren. He's got like 580,000 subscribers, but his video is like called the best shotgun microphones in 2022. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll watch this. And then he starts out doing like setting up his camera on a rooftop somewhere. I think he's from Germany or something. And there's like a pigeon there and he's trying to scare the pigeon away. And then there's a time lapse. And then there's a, like eight minutes. He still wasn't talking about microphones. And I was like, dude, so I actually, I, I rarely do this, but I thumbs downed it. <laughs> I mean, if you could say best microphone and then put in vlog in brackets. So I know, okay, he's not going to get to the information right away. Whereas if you had somebody come in and not like super polished, but like, hey, you guys, it's a Jeremy here, blah, blah, blah. These are tested out these four microphones and here, you know, this is the one I like the best. And let's go through the specs of all of them and why you might choose another one over it. But just straight into it, if it's called the best microphone, you know what I mean? And, and then there's some videos that's like, hey, man, I could watch this guy meander and, you know, I'm not here to learn anything. I'm just here to to be entertained and just spend some time watching what they're up to. I don't know. It drives me nuts when it's like the best this, 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 and then it's a vlog. I'm like, seriously, dude, stop it. I don't know. <laughs> That's my opinion. Oh, worse yet. You know, I'm going to go over the top five you know, widgets from 2021, and you leave going, and, and they were what? I, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I got that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, hey, the top, tw you know, five shotgun mics you can currently buy. And he go, you know, they talk about it. And you can clearly see where he's going. And then, oh, yeah. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. And there's a link in the description below and a discount code and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Chill, chill, chill. Oh, really? Yeah. I, if you're gonna, if you are getting a financial gain, you can't be um, giving me an honest opinion. Yeah, unclouded, in my opinion. Yeah, but maybe so. I don't know. No, it's 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 one of these things. It's like even so, I have to do. I I've got to get a video out for Princess Auto. I'm, I do sponsored videos, and um, I make money on them, and. Uh, even at, at some, and, and I mean, I, I know what I'm doing. Like I, you know, if I say something's the best product on earth, I'm the only one that knows whether I truly believe that. Right. And, and I do, when I do review videos, I try and be as honest as possible. Mostly just try to use their product. I'm not saying it's the best and I'm literally just trying to showcase it. And if people want to go to princess auto and buy the plasma cutter because of my video, great. You know what? Knowing what I know about that plasma cutter. I would buy it too. It's worked fantastically. Every time I need it, I turn it on and I cut stuff and it, it just does exactly what it should. But even so, like when I watch review videos and it's a sponsored review video, I'm like, I just really can't, I, I can't fully trust it. I can, 
I can fully believe like somebody will show welder and it's like, this is the greatest welder. And I'm like, yeah, that's the one I want too. And then they go over it and they actually give you examples and, and the way they show it to you and the way they talk about it, it's like, yeah, this guy's legit. He's, he's hitting all the right things that I would want to know. And he's giving me the exact information, but it's like, but it is sponsored. So I just don't really know if I can fully trust it. It's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think the difference lies in how your sponsorship with them with Princess Auto is structured. Yeah, that's true. They don't send you a product and say, shill this for us. Yeah, that's a good point. They say, hey, we want you to um, showcase our brand overall, Princess yeah. Auto. You pick your project. You go in and ask for the material or a certain tool you might need to build it. So you're making those decisions, not them, mm-hmm. as I understand it. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's a little different. You know, because I've bought a product um, based on somebody's opinion, knowing they were shilling for it, and it was great because it also did independent research. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've also bought a product um, early on in YouTube days of, you know, sponsorships where you didn't know they were sponsorship. Mm-hmm. People were a little shady. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the product sucked. And yeah. um, I have never not once since then even spoke the guy's name, much less um, watched one of his videos. Yeah, yeah. And he's an OG huh. on uh, YouTube in the Pew Pew community. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Oh, and the watch community. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know who you're talking about, but <clears throat> uh, if you ever watched him, you'd know immediately. No, oh, okay. Yeah, I know it's uh, it's funny. Um, and then this, I don't know. Like you get these other guys too. That the the weird thing is, is that if you get, I think I don't know where it is now, but I think I remember it. I noticed it before. Uh, when you get around. 20,000 subscribers, like 10 to 20, man, you get so many people reaching out wanting to send you product, right? And it's mostly like flashlights <laughs> or whatever because... Yeah, I wonder who that company could be. <laughs> yeah, and it's because you're not big enough to like actually have, you know, any any anybody looking out for your business or like you're not worried about it from that standpoint, like what's you know once you get big if you had like a million subscribers it's like okay this is worth something we need to make sure we have somebody who knows the business looking at this uh, whatever way that might look like or you're just like super cautious but that you're also you're small enough that it's like oh really free stuff are you serious like and then you feel like oh I've made it as a YouTuber I get a free flashlight and a discount code you know but um. Yeah, it's weird. And there's seasons to it, too. Um, It goes, everything goes quiet in the spring. And then now I'm starting to get a whole bunch. Usually, like, once a day I get these these things. It just pisses me off. Like, we'd love to work with your blah, blah. We'd be a great fit together. And then it's like, no. Like, oh, it just drives me nuts. Or you get one of those, you respond, and then they go dark on you. They start ghosting you. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. You, You approached me. The yeah, hell? yeah. Well, that's what that's what Lincoln Welders did to me. It's like, oh, but I I went I reached out to them, 
I said, hey, listen, this is, uh, I have this YouTube channel, this is subs, and this is my, it just came, the bullet point is a high-level stats. And I said, uh, you know, I have plans on buying some of your welders, and I've got some projects for them. I'm wondering if there's any way you want to work together. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. We're definitely interested in it. And I, they said, let me just forward this to the right person. We'll get back to you. And that was it. And then I emailed that same person again. I, I spent a long time trying to find this address. And they wouldn't even, and even when they, I replied to their reply to me, wouldn't even get back to me. I'm like, you jerks. And so I'm also on this other side. Like, I'm like, okay, so I'll never show my welders. So I've, I've got two of them, right? Like I bought their TIG welder and their MIG welder, both the ones that I want, like almost five grand Canadian in welders, right? In the last year and a half I've spent. But I'm like, I'm never going to show them. But then I'm also like, maybe that's not the way. Like, I don't know. That's Jimmy DeRista I, style. I said, you can show them all you want. Just rebrand them. Yeah. SLL1 and SLL2. <laughs> that's right. Simple life tigomatic 6004. Exactly. Yeah, I should. You know, just rebrand them. Screw yeah. them. They don't yeah. want to. Going dark on somebody, going ghosting somebody is just rude. That's true. And unprofessional. You can come back and tell me, hey, you know what? We reconsidered. No thanks. We don't think it'll yeah. be a right fit or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can handle rejection. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That's just. It's it's indecent just to, it's like, oh, you're not even worthy of continuing a conversation, you know? But um, yeah. I want to start doing like a bunch of uh, Milwaukee tool reviews. Have you ever looked into their pack out? Did we talk about the pack out last week? No. You ever, you ever, you know what the Milwaukee pack out system is? Oh, yeah. I mean, all the major people have them. Yeah. I have some DeWalt stuff. Yeah. Because DeWalt is 100% compatible with another brand. Hmm. And the other brand doesn't make theirs anymore, but there's a lot of new old stock out there, stuff like that. Yeah. And it actually looks a little bit better than the DeWalt. And when hmm. I find it, I just buy them. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I I always thought there was kind of a a gimmick. Like I'm like, okay, that's just one of those stupid little plastic parts organizers. And I used to buy those all the time. I had to travel with them airport to airport, and they never held up. And then like I was like looking at this, and then at my local Home Depot, the pack out section gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'm like, what the heck is this stuff? And so I kind of did a little little look into it. And when I was in the store, I like. Just sat there, and I'm like, I'm just going to play with this pack out for a bit. And, like, I would open them up. I'm like, this stuff is actually pretty rad. And so I started buying it. Oh, dude, I love this pack out. And then if you go, <laughs> go on Instagram, and if you want to see, like, absolute tool nerdery, you just put in the uh, Milwaukee pack out hashtag. I follow that hashtag. <laughs> Man, it's insane. I think these guys spend more time working on their toolboxes than actually doing their job. But it's still cool, you know? Oh, yeah. Some of the stuff these guys are doing is insane. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I totally am just totally nerding out on Packout. Um, I got like a little tool bag. And, you know, like you get these little small parts organizers. And it was actually a great solution because I've got like a shelf under my workbench where I have little things like picture hanger hooks, picture hanging wire, 
you know, random screws. You know, you buy like a 20 pack of screws from the hardware store because you need that one size. And I just had all these little containers and like the ones that hang on the boards in the store. And they, so I went and bought one of these organizers and I just put it all into there and boom, it looks so good. And then I, I got one of the tool pouches, like the 20 inch tool pouch. And so if I got to go do something like hang a picture for my daughter, I can like just take everything on one, just clicks to the bottom and I've got all my fasteners underneath this tool. Oh, I like it, man. It's cool. It's, it's pretty good. I wish I had all this stuff. I look at that and then I look at the cordless tools and I'm like, man, back in the day when I did installs, if this stuff existed, I would have all of it and it would make my life so easy. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many times I've had to go out and buy extension cords because there's no air, there's no outlet, like in a airport ramp, you know, the room where you're, the carousel, like right outside the air, there's no outlets there. They don't put many outlets in, you know, and oh man. Yeah. Yeah, if I had that stuff back then, man, that'd be fun. Oh, have you been doing anything in your shop? I've been working in the yard. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, when bought a quick hitch for the back of the tractor. Oh, yeah. Wrestling a six-foot uh Uh, brush hog is for the young. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like the huge, is that the huge weed whipper? Like the massive one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Those things work pretty good. I mean, don't expect it to look like you just cut the grass, but yeah. it does get rid of, you know, it, things look a little shredded oh, okay, yeah. <clears throat> or broken off. But what I do is, uh, Use that at about the four-inch level or mm -hmm. higher, and then come back with a finish mower. Oh, okay. <clears throat> right on. Yeah, then I've been uh, doing some... Uh, we have company as well, and expecting more today, maybe. Oh, wow. Tonight. Hmm. Um, Hey, I got a question for you guys. Are you guys sure. like, is your, you guys have like more mask mandates down there or something? Nope. Okay. Was, I thought it was weird, like uh, watching the Calgary Flames play there in Nashville on Tuesday, I think. And the announcers were wearing masks. And I'm like, what? That's a network thing. Oh, uh, could be. But when they're here, they don't. Like when they do the interviews with the players and stuff in Calgary, they don't. But there they did. Maybe it's. I don't know. You never know what the, the crossover is between, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you're using this media booth, then you have to or something like that, you know? Who yeah. knows? Yeah. And, you know, Nashville might have something of their own. Yeah. I You know, I they're, the current government of Nashville is, um, oh, what's that word? Retarded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God almighty. Like it's a mix government. of um, liberals and Karens. Mm. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> oh, and then the stupid uh, former mayor that increased property tax by 33% during COVID uh, is now running for uh, judge seat. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. And then our failed, uh, a failed local um, civil rights attorney is running for the DA slot because he's like, uh, what'd you say? What did she say? Oh, um, reforms to the system and civil rights are the only way we're going to reduce crime in Nashville. No. Hmm. How about you hold criminals accountable because they're criminals? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. And respect their civil rights, obviously. Obviously. Hmm. I'm not for any kind of injustice. Hmm. I can't stand I know too much about it. I've researched it too much. And here lately, it's gotten ugly. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> you got to respect civil rights. Can't be bashing people upside the head. Can't be forcing uh, confessions. And I actually think in judicial reform, things should be changed to the point where law enforcement officials cannot lie. In mm-hmm. the pursuit of an investigation, like right now, it's legal to lie. Oh, you know, we can say whatever we want to to a suspect because if you're not guilty, you're not going to fall for it. Well, no, you're yeah. not dealing with some of the most um, intelligent people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, astute people there are to begin with, right? Yeah. And last year alone, in 2021, 161 people were wrongfully convicted, and we know that. And that's just on the federal level. That's not each state and the territory added in there. Hmm. It's just on a federal level. All right? Well, some of those were false confessions that were, if you don't plead guilty, we're adding the death penalty. If you plead guilty, we'll just go for 20 years. Wow. <clears throat> if you don't, and your lawyer is telling you, if they're fine, if they want you to be guilty, you're going to be guilty. You know, because you're telling yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah. And <clears throat> and then some of it's just straight up uh, prosecutorial misconduct, judicial misconduct, law enforcement misconduct, or a combination of any or all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, you know, you know the guy didn't do it because you have exculpatory evidence, but you want him to be guilty so we can clear this because it's an election year or whatever. Yeah. Uh, let's put him in jail because he has a record. You know, he's not doing any good on the street. What well, that ain't got nothing to do with this crime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why you cannot use criminal history as part of findings. It's part of sentencing, but not part of findings, a fact. But anyway. Mm. Anyway, yeah. it's crazy. Eh? I, yeah, I I'm. Uh, <laughs> oh, and one of the things that just have lit me up this week is our local county clerk. I didn't like her anyway. I'm a. I had a, the first vehicle I tried to register here. It went great, and then after that, um, she just randomly closes the office. And you don't know. So you go all the way down to the courthouse and register a vehicle, and they're closed. Hmm. Really? Um, 
uh, anyway, <clears throat> she's on, under investigation by the Tennessee Comptroller's Office, and which and this will also result in some federal issues, or should because she um, some of the things she did are federal crime because she's an elected official. Hmm. Uh, but she reveals that working in her capacity as clerk, she altered vehicle titles to improperly generate new registrations and titles, and then use those fake titles to obtain personal bank loans. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> one bank loan for 15000 one for 28000 Wow. She stole furniture out of the county clerk's office to um, some other things out of the county clerk's office, and flooring. She took flooring <laughs> out of the county clerk's office. Who, I mean, who does? Who's hey, uh, Bob? Move over. Why I'm stealing the tile? <laughs> what? I'll pay if you shut up. <laughs> well, that's funny. She sounds like she should be in like like just perfect fit for politics. You know? No kidding. You should send her up to Canada. You know, that's all we care about here is shady politicians. Let's tell well, Steph. I said, you know what? I truly believe we are in an entirely lawless place now. You know, like just with everything that's gone on and all this woo-woo and, oh, you know, they did an injunction, like a temporary thing that you weren't allowed to use any devices. So like uh, those loudspeakers, right? And you weren't allowed to march and stuff. And so they, they made this mandate and the police were going to start giving tickets and stuff. And then who was scheduled? They had an uh, like a cosplay... Uh, slash anime parade here for all the losers in the world. And guess who was supposed to be in the front of it, marching down the same place that it was now illegal for protesters to march? The mayor of Calgary. And then when the, when the flames are going to the playoffs, we have the Red Mile, which is also where we protested when we were doing the freedom rallies. And uh, the police said, well, we're going to let the, the Flames fans, because after a game, after a win, everybody comes out of the bars and they just line the streets and cheer, right? And they were going to let that happen, but not protesting. And so finally, the some of the judicial system here still works because they said, no, you can't have these these standards like this. So now all of a sudden we're allowed to protest again and I'm allowed to use a loudspeaker. But, you know, during this process, they put another uh, pastor in jail because he was outside of his church with a loudspeaker. But it's like, man, they're all just criminals. They're all criminals. We elect criminals into office. That's what we do in Canada. And <laughs> everybody does it, right? <laughs> well, I got to say, I don't care anything about it. I don't. <clears throat> but I don't mean what you're talking about. Um, I care deeply about um, corruption in politics because mm -hmm. they should be uh, crucified over uh, hot coals. But anyway, um, but this whole Johnny Depp thing. Yeah, what is this about? Sorry, I, I have no clue what this is. I've just seen like things on it, Instagram. I don't care what it's, you know, it's just uh, something to. Uh, something harmless in in that to distract the masses. Yeah, from what? It's a lemming cliff, I, I used to call them, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I like that phrase. <clears throat> yeah, um, and it, immediately you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and, well, 
Depp is uh, suing her for, or one of them is suing the other for uh, slander or defamation, right? Mm. And she's saying he was abusive, and he's going to court going, she cut my pinky off. Did she really? Yes. She used to put her cigarettes out on him. And he can't hit her back, right? Because that's bad. Did you did you tell me about this that he was like abused by his wife? I did. I didn't say. I don't know. Not me. Okay. Okay. I do know somebody who was, but I've never shared it. Okay. Um. And for the same reason, you got to take it. You can't hit it back. You know. Oh no, that would be bad. Yeah. Uh. I've always disagreed with that because girls used to like come up and like slap you and like you can't hit a girl and I just punch them back because I guess well, I can. She's admitted she took responsibility in court <laughs> after a night they had an explosive fight. She pooped in their bed. Oh my word. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that'd be a crappy night's sleep. <laughs> man, that's that's messed up. Like that's really that that's personal. Well, some... He started this thing off by in in the court saying as nicely as they could, his team, not him and but you know, she's she's a little touched in the yeah, head. Yeah. Um and she is because throughout this whole thing, you know, well, you know, he asked me to cut his finger off. Okay, let's say for a minute that's true. <laughs> Were you looking forward to it? Were you just yeah. counting the days when he would ask? Because yeah. you did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. So is he, like, missing some of his finger? No, she cut his pinky off. They had it sewn back on, but... Uh, mm. And you never knew any of this, right? As the yeah. pro- and you shouldn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, quit playing your life out in the papers. Yeah. Uh, everybody, but still, um, mm. she put his, she would put cigarettes out on him and it's on tape during, uh, mm. not, I don't know if it was an argument or conversation that was loud, whatever, but some, one of the two were, um, taping the other and he says, just leave, find someone else to put your cigarettes out on. I've had it. Mm. And she doesn't dispute it. And the tape, which you mm. would. Come on, what do you mean? I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. <clears throat> That's funny. I always, anyway. I always wonder, like, does a person get, cr- like, that level of crazy after? Or, would, like, okay, did Johnny, did he really just not see who she was? You know? I, they, like, somebody that crazy can hide it. Yeah. Uh, very well. Mm. Um, I know, I used to know someone that was just like her, uh, and I suffered some of the things that Johnny suffered, Mm. but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, those are little pieces that made me who I am today. So a lot of the bitterness, now you know the root, I mean, uh, Yeah. You know, but and I was in the military, and that goes. That's a double negative. Don't be hitting on a woman, right? Yeah, yeah. Regardless of what people think, um, and 
you know, uh, for a long time I couldn't wear short sleeve shirts because mm. uh, it would be, you know, humiliating. Mm. And you can't tell anybody. But you can also, you know, uh, leave the situation and divorce them, which I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, from a religious standpoint, if, the, if you believe all that, um, you know, I had a one of the reasons when I caught her cheating on me. Yeah. And, and in my heart, in, inside, when I saw it, I was like, yes, woohoo. Now mm. I have, you know, the golden ticket out of this marriage. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. I We went to counseling once, and I swear, and God is my witness. One, it was a chaplain, all right, that was a marriage counselor. She hit on him. Oh, wow. Because first she was being all sweet, and he, wa- he wasn't seeing that there was a problem with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was just crazy. Mm-hmm. And then once she, the, the second she figured, oh, I've got him on my side. Uh, yeah, how much of a preacher are you? You want a little bit of something? Yeah, really? Then he's like, okay, this this bitch is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> huh. <clears throat> That's crazy, man. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. How, I don't know how bad it has to be when you're... Preacher, marriage counselor says, yeah, divorce her. Run. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The sooner the better. <laughs> no saving this. There ain't no fixing this, son. Yeah. Ain't enough duct tape in the world. <laughs> that's right. That's crazy, man. All right. Um, I'm known to point and laugh at things you shouldn't point and laugh at. <laughs> okay. I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Russia. <laughs> yeah. Um, the top Kremlin spokesperson is saying, hey, Western world, you keep giving Ukraine weapons. We're not going to have any choice but to nuke them. Really? That person's name is, happens to be Margarita. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you cannot make this stuff up. That's crazy. So, yeah, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to it there because it's just all this bleeding hearts crap but what is it still going on and oh ah. yeah this was from less than 18 hours ago oh wow and i'm not a big well one you know i'm not a prophet and i'm not a soothsayer and i don't know what you know the next minute holds uh much less you know anything else but this is you know i got my spidey sense is tingling a little for, you know, the start of end times or something. Yeah. Putin is crazy enough to nuke yeah, yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, he is, yeah. <clears throat> and when he was in the KGB, when he was the head of the KGB, under a certain liver-spotted uh, leader mm-hmm. of that country, yep. Um, he was like, well, you know, the best way to draw down these weapons, since you obviously signed this peace treaty, is uh, use them. Yeah. That way we don't have to worry about storing them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's always wanted to nuke somebody. Yeah. It was funny. I was uh, <clears throat> at my 
Mason's meeting yesterday. So I, I meet with uh, some of the gentlemen and then they help me with the stuff. And then we kind of got to the topic of different people that were Masons. And I was like, I've heard rumors that uh, Obama, Barack Obama is a Mason. They said, nope, he's not. And then I'm like, I guess we don't like him. We wouldn't let him in. <laughs> and then I said, I've also heard that Putin was a Mason. And they both just lifted their heads and said, are you serious? I was like, yeah. I was like, not a chance. I said, he would never, ever get in. And if he was in, he'd be kicked out so fast. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was like kind of nervous, you know, but. It's interesting to, when you kind of look at those a total change of subject matter, but I was always like, oh, if Putin's a Mason, I don't know if I want to become a Mason, but he's not. So that's good. I had just assumed he wasn't. Yeah. I don't know where, you, you know, it's funny because there's most everything you read online is misinformation about Freemasonry. And that's why everybody's like, oh, you're, you became a Mason. It's like. Yeah, if if you know what it was, you would know that it's a very, very good thing, you know. Oh, don't they drink goat's blood? It's like, yeah, that's that's what I joined for because I'm into that stuff, you know. I was just looking for a real weird cult to be a part of, <laughs> you know. It's like, come on. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, Yeah, it's, it, when you look at the history of who the people that were Masons, it is very fascinating. Um, like the, it's almost, you almost can't even add, you know what I mean? Like Davy Crockett was a Mason, George Washington, Dave Thomas, uh, Colonel Sanders was a very active Mason. Uh, Brett Paisley is a Mason. There's, there's tons of them. It's, it's all over the place. It's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I sent my, uh, state office mm -hmm. uh one of those contact sheets oh good and then they're gonna filter it eventually to local and then hopefully i'll hear from them. if not i'm just gonna go knock on the door mm -hmm. uh, if they start meeting again yeah or when i see vehicles out there yeah yeah it's on a man it's it's good my problem is tennessee added some <clears throat> the tennessee mason thing they added, uh, they say they did. I don't know this. But they apparently have a couple extra uh, requirements. Hmm. It's just, you know, um, got to be of good sound character. They do a multi-state background investigation. You have hmm. to have two Master Masons from that lodge uh, sponsor you. And you got to be more older than 18. Mm. Yeah, and it's right there on the on the state uh, website. So yeah, yeah, Canada's twenty one. That some other states are twenty one. We're just yeah eighteen. No, it's it's very fascinating. And <clears throat> so when I talked to, there was a gentleman. He was like uh, one of the instructors at the Air Cadet program. He was like a civilian instructor. And I noticed he had a ring on. I'm like, oh, you're you're a Freemason. He goes, how do you know that? I'm like, you're wearing a ring. <laughs> and he was wondering if I was too. And there's certain, I've, I'm learning some of the lingo where you can talk to each other. Nobody knows what you're talking about. But um, so you can verify where they're at, or, you know, if they really are a Freemason. Um, but I said, I'd, I've been interested in that like for over 20 years. And 
at this point, it's probably like seven years ago, I had like kind of a casual interview. I went out for coffee with some of the gentlemen in the lodge. And uh, I said, I want to become a, a Freemason. And he says, you do? I was like, yeah, I do. And he said, well, if you want, we can, because he, he knew me and, you know, we got along well. He said, well, he said, we can start an investigation if you like. I said, what do you mean investigation? He goes, we do a pretty thorough investigation in you. I said, like, what? What are you looking for? He goes, well, we want to make sure you're of high character. And I said, really? He's like, yeah. I said, what happens if I'm not? And they said, well, you'll never be a Mason. And so <clears throat> basically they do an investigation. They look at, he says, I know some of the people you know, and I'm going to talk to them. And um, and he said, the one thing he said, the, the, he said, it's in your situation where you're a potential candidate and you want to be in, it's a bad place to be. But he said, the way I see it is that I went through the same scrutiny and I got in. And now say my buddy, that guy I work with, I know he's a shady character and you know i've seen him steal money from the company till if he wants to become a freemason all i have to do is say no and he'll never be a mason ever and so when you apply to be a mason it's a form blah 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 blah. they take it to your local lodge they vote on it in the lodge meeting they'll kind of one guy will do a little presentation this guy's this 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 you know we found this talk to this uh they do <laughs> they do a credit check <laughs> and it's like um but then they're like you know, if, if one person in Lodge says no, then it has to go to the next meeting and they'll try and get this one person information say, why did you say no? It's like, because I know this guy, he's he's not honest. And uh, they're like, okay, that's it, good enough. Or if they say, I just don't really feel good about it. If you're voted twice in in two meetings, you're voted no, you will never, it goes like to the, the Grand Lodge Registry and your name will never be accepted into Freemasonry. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, because there's people I know that, that I've talked about Freemasonry and that they're like, like some family members are like, oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so cool. And man, they're, they're not honest. Like they lie about everything, you know, like any chance they can cheat the system they do, you know, um, like they live in town and they bring all their garbage to the county dump. Well, no, I'm the one that gets to use that because I pay the taxes for that service. You're not allowed to do that. Oh no. I just tell them I live out of town doing it for years. I'm like, that is so dishonest, right? For that, you, you couldn't be a Freemason. That, that is not the character of a Freemason, you know? So that's kind of an interesting thing about it. I, I, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible. I totally think you should do it, Todd. If I was a master Mason yet, I, I could like, I don't know if I can do that. No, because you, you have your, your main lodge that you're a part of. You can go do meetings with anybody else, all other lodges. But I think if, I think you can only vouch for someone who's actually coming into your actual lodge. Yeah, well, the, the rules here are, it has to, they have to be part of this lodge. Yeah. I think that's everywhere. Um, it's not everywhere. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's not just anybody. When I was going to join before, <clears throat> the person that originally really got me interested in it as an adult as I had relatives growing up that were Masons and I've always been interested in it. Right. But I've moved around so much. Well, one of the guys I worked with in the military was uh Mason and he was going to sponsor me in, but then we moved mm -hmm. um, the base realignment and closure committee voted. And once that happens, you go, there's only 180 days for that base. We had to move. So, mm -hmm. In reality, it was almost two years, but mm, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
we were moving and when we got to Florida, he was still technically part of the Montana Lodge. Yeah. He hadn't moved yet, technically. He said there was something he had to do and he just hadn't had time to go do it. But in the Florida Lodge is like, Yeah, you can sponsor him, man. We don't care. Oh well, that's cool. I think some of that was because he was military, I was military, we already had background, you know. Mm-hmm. We came in, they had the impression that we were trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Eisenhower was a Mason, and yeah. uh, and when he would go into the lodge, his security uh, team would be like, we're coming with you. He says, you're not allowed in here. And he's like, nope, we're not going to let you go in there. And he turned to them and said, I'll tell you this. He says, I'm safer in here with my brothers than I am outside of here with you. You know, and it's uh, it's inc- it's absolutely, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's incredible. Like, and uh, the big thing, like, so um, uh, let's talk to one of my friends on Instagram, a YouTuber and stuff, and he said, what, you're Mason? I'm like, yeah. I said, why'd you do that? And I said, I've been curious about it for a long time, and, you know, I'm really glad I did it. And he's a member of... Uh, a Baptist church, California. And he said, well, he, he said, I'm curious because at our church, you're not allowed to be a member of the church if you're a Freemason. And I said, yeah, I, I said, I understand that that happens a lot. There's a lot of misconceptions about it. And, uh, Catholics really do not like Freemasons. Um, when I was going to be, when I was curious about it and I've, I've literally been asking everybody I know, and I've known a lot of Masons, uh, my wife's grandpa was a Mason, <clears throat> her great uncle, and I, I talked to him, and I said, "Listen, I said, here's my thing." And like I said, should I? You're like, "Oh yeah, do it. If you want to do it, you should do it." And I said, "Here's the big thing." I said, "Would this interfere at all with Christianity? With me being a Christian and serving God and going to church?" And he goes to Langdon Baptist Church. He goes to church every single Sunday, and he said, "Absolutely not." And I said, "Are you sure?" He said, "Absolutely." He said. All it does is it makes good men better, and it's different. Like it's weird. It, it there's so much of the ancient history that they preserve, right? Through ritual and and memory work and stuff. And it's like <clears throat> they always they always call it and you know they kind of explain. Okay, this may seem really weird to you. But here's why we do it. And it's like, like that game of telephone, right? Where you whisper in one person's ear, go there. Whisper there, go there. They want to preserve the integrity of what they founded the fraternity on. And he said it must be done very strictly. And we can't just drop this. Just because we live in a modern time, we're not going to drop this ritual and, and the ceremonies that we do. This is how they did it when the fraternity was started. This is how it will always be done. And it's very, very interesting when you see it. I was like, oh, okay. And everything about it makes sense. Like you, you go through your initiation and that, that's intense. <laughs> it's intense. But afterwards they explain everything. I'm like, oh, that, that is brilliant. That is genius. You know? Oh man, I'm stoked. Like it's good. I, it, it's something I wish churches had something like this because this is what the world needs is the, the stuff that you learn. It's like all character development and men being better men uh, men helping the community, and it's like, man, you know, this this is what people need. You know, I, I feel like the church needs some type of a program like this. And I'm like, man, it's it's kind of a shame that they don't. You know, but I hope you get in. I hope uh, hope you do it, man. Yeah, it's, I it's am, a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, 
also it's a lot of memory work, but I was thinking about, I was like, you know what, that's probably good for, for the mind as you age. You know, when you're young, you have to memorize things. You memorize the multiplication, you memorize states, you remember, you know, Bible verses, all this stuff. And then now as an, as an adult, I really don't memorize anything. Like I don't even have to memorize my friend's phone numbers anymore, <laughs> right? Like addresses, no, don't need to know that. You don't, everything's just, and so it's kind of interesting and it's a lot of memory work. Like it's pages, you know, and word for word. And it's like, but I'm like, that's actually probably really good for, to keep your mind sharp, you know, challenge yeah, it in ways that we don't I... have to, yeah, don't have to challenge ourselves in this day and age that much. So it's kind of, kind of fun when you have something that does, but. You know, since you accidentally skirted up against that subject. Holy crap, my, whatever this is, Wilson's or whatever it is, is, I thought I was going to die yesterday. Really? Or And part of the day, I wanted to. Oh, dear. Oh, it was, ooh. I mean, it's like a energy and emotional leech. Uh, uh, the pain in my stomach and... uh liver area but your stomach behind your liver yeah. uh the duodenum or whatever where right where the stomach and the upper intestine start uh okay right there it, that pain is so incredible ah. uh, oh, that, that and then sucks. add to that um i've been uh having a lot of restless nights in my sleep where i've been mm. kicking or mm -hmm. running, and that has just destroyed my back. Oh, dear. That sucks. You know, it is what it is, you know. Um, yeah, it sucks, and it's debilitating, but but I'm alive. Yeah, yeah. Ish. <laughs> it's a, um, yeah. And we've got this uh, testing back on track now. There was a problem, which is an interesting story, but I had a, two other ones I wanted to cover if we have time. Uh, yeah. One, I talked to an incredibly nice young lady yesterday named Katie from Nova Scotia mm. who works for oh. OnStar. Because mm. my truck told me, you're not going anywhere day before yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. I don't know when it was. Um, yesterday or the day before, whenever I went and picked up the stupid quick hitch. Well, my truck was like, hey, you knew, you haven't done your OnStar thing because it's a brand new vehicle. Do it. Hmm. Why is my truck yelling at me? <clears throat> so I, you know, hit the button. I've had OnStar before. I know they just keep bugging you until you tell them no or give them money. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, no, I don't want your Wi-Fi, and no, I don't want your OnStar. Mm -hmm. Well, why? I've had OnStar. You didn't like it? No. Yes, I loved it. That's why I don't want it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come on. And I told her, I said, you're, I, I understand what your role is in the company, and I'm not yelling at you. You sound like a very sweet young lady. From Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, but I said, I used to work for federal law enforcement. 
in their legal departments. I know just how well and voluntary, without the need for warrants, that OnStar cooperates with law enforcement mm-hmm. and tampers with vehicles you don't own. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody says they're law enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. And so, no, I, I, I really despise OnStar as a company. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, okay, I get that. I just work there. Yeah. <laughs> I just answer the phones. I, you know, she worked from home. She was walking around. And I don't know why she had to say that. We were talking about the weather because um, she was fascinated that I was from Tennessee and because she, she knows people that come here mm-hmm. and visit. And I, oh, they say this and they say that, you know, okay. Um, yeah, we have four seasons here. We've had them all four this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had uh, an eight, Monday was 80 degrees and Tuesday was freezing. So mm. just saying. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. And we had rain. We've had sunshine. You know, she's just like, oh, yeah, you know, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yeah, I got a buddy of mine that lives, you know, over near Calgary, and it was snowing uh, in the spring. He's, she's like, yep, yeah, they get that. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, you live over on the stupid side of Canada. That's right. And she <laughs> just busted out laughing. Is that what you said to her? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, she's like, yes, <clears throat> these people are not nice. Not, you know. Yeah. That's funny. But anyway. Yeah, that's funny. And then, uh, yeah, you know, whatever. I just hate OnStar. Yeah, yeah. But it was funny that, you know, she called. And of all places, she's a young lady walking around in her husband's sweater in Nova Scotia. Yeah. You know, weird. Yeah. Weird how this world operates now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Now, man. the big, the two big that I'm aware of, home improvement places in the Western world, in my continent, Lowe's and Home Depot. Lowe's is known for having just crap customer service. Hmm. They won't stand behind, you know, warranties, even when you buy them, you know, all kinds of stuff. They just have known issues, Hmm. union problems, management screwing over labor, uh, allegedly, Hmm. you know, all these problems. And then everybody's like, oh, Home Depot is great. Oh, it's blah, blah, blah. No, it isn't. And I have a story. I have a couple of lawnmowers, right? I don't collect them, but I've collected some because I moved and all that. And my father-in-law gave me his. He's like, I'm never mowing grass again. I have people to do that. Okay. And uh, so I've got three riding lawnmowers and two push ones. And my brother, through moving and everything, doesn't have one now. And I'm like, oh, you can have one of mine. That was over a year, a little over, like 13 months ago. I've never been able to get one out there to him. And uh, so I just contacted Home Depot and bought him one, a really nice John Deere lawnmower. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. So I go online. 
HomeDepot.com. I change the local store to his local store, right? Mm-hmm. I want to shop at, at in Fedville, North Carolina. Typey type type. I ordered this thing. The delivery address is, in fact, his. Mm-hmm. Billing address is, in fact, mine, where I live right now. Yeah. I have it printed out. I can prove it. <clears throat> a couple of days go by, and I get a phone call from where I used to live in Waldorf, Maryland, saying, hey, yeah, we got this order, um, and we're ready to deliver. Oh, wow. <laughs> huh? Yeah, ready to deliver. Why? <clears throat> and I explained everything to her. She's like, well, no, it says right. Lady, look, I'm not arguing what you're looking at. I'm arguing that I have proof that I ordered it correctly. Yeah. Okay. That's she funny. said, well, now I got to call and get this thing transferred to his local one. I'll call you back. Well, she never called me back, but the his local store called me back. So they absolutely positively cannot uh, transfer this order and that I did it wrong. Wow. And I just went off on that person. <laughs> I can't repeat what I said to her, but it went something along the lines of, um, no, I can prove what I did was right. You are, in fact, lying. Yeah. At this point, you're lying. You don't want to <clears> do what you need to do. And Home Depot needs to get it pooped together. Well, you just cancel the order and reorder it here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to deal with a company that has their poop together. See you later. Cancel it. Yeah. Give me my money back. Yeah. I hung up on it. We kind of hung up on each other at that point. <laughs> <clears throat> But I immediately got a cancellation notice and a refund. Oh, that's good. All right. So then I got to contact, nope, we don't have any. No, not just that lawnmower. I just need a lawnmower. No, we don't have any at all. Oh, and by the way, we don't deliver anymore. Hmm. Um, COVID. It's everybody's reason for everything. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, well, I tried to order from Home Depot, and they order. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Because you're calling us. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate your snarkiness. You don't know how much. I love it, but I don't like it at me. That's you know? funny. Um, I congratulate you on your snarkiness, but, you know, yeah. not me. So uh, then I had I had no choice but to go back to Home Depot. Mm. So I had the best diplomat in the world call, uh, the missus. And she ordered it on the phone from that local store. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I had gone online to my account at Home Depot that I hadn't used in years. And it, in fact, showed my home address as Waldorf. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this, their stupid system tagged what your account says is your address, not where uh, you want it to go. Yeah. That means it's impossible to send a gift, huh. right? Yeah. So I change everything to it looks like I live there and that my name's his, you know? Yeah. Um, and everything goes great. He's got, he um, was set up for it being delivered to him. The delivery people will call you in, within 48 hours, maybe uh, – an extra day because of busy, um, but we'll call you and set it up. No problem. Four or five days go by. 
we contact Home Depot. They were never going to call him, mm. ever. Uh, they were waiting on him, despite what they said. And it's the same. He was talking to the same person that told me they were going to call him. Oh, wow. Um, I got the name, and he got the name. So I'm like, uh, I'm, at this point, I'm spitting nails. Yeah. And uh, so he got one of the members of his church as a truck take him down and pick it up. Oh, okay. Uh, and then they gave him uh, some back talk because he wanted to cancel the delivery and pick it up. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't pick it up because it says it's scheduled for delivery. Hmm. But it's mine. I paid for it. And, yeah. uh, well, we need to cancel the official delivery in the system, and then we can give it to you. Yeah. You're stupid, but go ahead. Yeah. So they did that, and then uh, he has it. Everybody's happy. Finally. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. And then I put a little uh, rant on Facebook because I know one of my friends, her son is the Midwest <clears throat> district manager. Really? The entire Midwest. Division head, whatever they call him. And he's he worked his way up from box kicker to what he is now. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing young man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just figured maybe, you know, she'd have him me con- put us together so I can, you know. No, they don't care. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. They don't care. <clears throat> you remember when they used to be called Aiken Heads? No. You don't remember that? No. Home Depot was first called Aiken Heads. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I remember going down like to California and like, um, and my dad always made jokes. He's like, every time I go in there, I just get an aching head. Uh, here, let me see. I know it started someplace else and, uh, yeah, it was renamed or bought out and, the, whoever owned it when it was bought out did not want that name because somebody yeah. came up with the name Home Depot and they didn't want it. They said it'll never work. Yeah. Trust me. It's my job to do these things. Anyway, they uh, used it and boy, did it take off. Yeah. Maybe it was in just in Canada because Aiken Heads was a Canadian company. It was owned by Molson. Uh, and then Ooh, Molson, Molson ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The headache in a bottle. Yeah. That's really weird. It's a really poor substitute and knockoff of Heineken. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what they say. No, yeah, that's gross stuff, man. I don't even think people here drink it. Like I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know what? So, you know what's stupid? Just looking at this thing is talking about like Toronto and stuff. So, in when we bought, when we built this house, I pulled the building permit myself. And when I did that, the, the county said, okay, well, you need to, before we give you the building permit, you have to put in a new home warranty application. You have to show that that's going to be in place. And I said, what are you talking about? This is what you have to provide new home warranty. And I said, on a house that I'm building for myself. And I said, yeah. I said, no, 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 that's stupid. I'm not doing that. And, uh, 
you know, it's expensive and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, there was an exemption program you could apply for. And it was like an extra thousand bucks. Like building permit was like a hundred bucks. This one was like a thousand bucks. I'm like, okay, cool. And the deal was that if I were to sell the house uh, within 10 years of having it completed, I have to provide the remainder of the warranty. And uh, I'd, I'd forgotten all about this, but then when we were going to sell this place, because we've got a conditional sale, they're like, we need proof of the home war- warranty. And I said, oh, shoot, I don't think I have one. <laughs> like, I did the exemption. So I called this, there's only seven providers in Alberta, and it's one year, it's a one, two, five, ten warranty. So one year on appliances, two years on house appliances, so like the water heater and the furnace, five years on the envelope of the house, and then ten years on the structure. I call this one of the seven that provide this warranty in, in in Vancouver. And the way it works is that it's a $7,000 for me. I have to give them to do this warranty. This one that he was telling me about was underwritten by Intact Insurance. Uh, just to apply for it is $750 application fee. And if you're rejected, that you don't get it. <laughs> and he said, oh, actually, we're not going to backdate it from the time that you had your occupancy signed off. We're going to start it right now. I said, well, no, the county says that I can back this. Yeah, but Intact doesn't do that anymore. I'm like, okay. And they take $15,000. They put the security hold on it in your account. So that's there for the the full warranty thing. And he said, and just so you know, he said, this guy was really pompous. He said, don't think of this like your car insurance. Like if you insure your car, if you get in an accident, we'll buy a new car. It doesn't work like that with the warranty program. He said, we make our money by tying up your money and doing a little bit of paperwork. He literally said that to me on the phone. He said, so you pay us. He said, essentially, you're going to be out just over $20,000. You'll get the 15000 back at the end of the 10-year term, which really, what's that going to be worth? <laughs> it's inflation, right? And, uh, and he said, but here's the thing. If, say, if the shingles blow off of the roof, you... You have to fix it. You can't touch this money that's a security deposit. That's That stays there. You can't fix it with that money. He said, that's only there in case you decide to leave the country or you die. And that's like our absolute last case scenario. And he said, but yeah, no, yeah, we'll definitely get into it and uh, just send me this stuff. And oh, but the first thing I need is we're, we're going to need to do a home inspection. And I'm like, okay, that you know, makes sense. But I was so put off by the guy. And he said, we make a lot of money by putting a security deposit on your money and writing up a little contract. And he said, and also, just so you know, we're this insurance is not liable at all. Say if, if the house fell down because it wasn't built properly, you leave the country and there's that 15000 in the bank. That's all the buyers would actually get is that money. It's not like we're actually going to insure the value of the house. We don't do that. And I'm like, this is such a disgusting, it, it smells like the Mexican cartel or something. You know what I mean? Anyways, I found a better company in, uh, in Alberta here and theirs is much more reasonable. Um, but it's the same type of deal. Now, these guys only take 5,000, which seems low. You know, I mean, I, I don't know if that could even shingle a house these days, but oh, such, I was about ready to say, you know what, if this is what the deal is, I'm, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm literally not going to let you hold 15,000 of my money. Now I would put it in trust if we could have some interest on that. I would like, this is what I think would be cool. Say if, if, and here's the problem the the government has you because they won't let you transfer title until you have your certificate of warranty. So they got you, they got you by the tail. 
and I understand like the protection, but a better system. I, what if we went and had my lawyer and they had their lawyer and so, okay, listen, I'll give you $30,000 in trust and we can hold that. We'll, we'll get at least a little bit of interest. And then when that's done, I'll get it all back. Or if something's wrong, you know, let's see. Okay. The new siding that costs 15,000. Okay. Take it, take this trust money, some of it and use it. Right. I, or even, or I'll pay for it and we'll leave this trust money just in case. Right. But I'm, they want $7,000 to do this warranty. And it, it like, doesn't that seem absurd to you? Yes. Like 7,000 in like real estate legal fees. You could do a lot of stuff for that. I just don't know how. And, and even this one in, in Edmonton, I think their fees are only like 5,000 bucks. Like even $2,000 to do the exact same thing. One is robbing you. Oh, I was, I was like ready to be like, you know what? Screw this. We're not selling the house. Like that's where I was at most of last week. I'm like, and then of course they don't get back to you. You know, you call them on Thursday and you don't hear till the next Wednesday. And it's like email them. And then three of the companies won't provide a warranty if the house is already occupied. But yeah, these ones in Edmonton, they're going to backdate it. So that as soon as you show us when you had your uh, occupancy signed off by the county, uh, then that's when the warranty period will start. So then we're only responsible for like one year of the envelope and then the remaining five years on the structure. And I'm fine with that. Like I have no problems with that, but oh, I was just, I was fuming. Like last weekend, I was like, screw it. Not, not even going to sell this house. And technically I, I now look at the website. It's illegal to list a house for sale if it doesn't have a warranty on it. <laughs> and my realtor should know that. I told my realtor, she goes, oh, well we did. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And there's a big thing under there. Real estate professionals must verify the warranties in place before listing a property. Oh, well. Nope. Not going to do it. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'll get in trouble for that when you get all the other politicians in trouble for what they've done to me. So since we all live well, in lawlessness. Just, the realtor would just turn it into a, he said, she said. Well, I asked them. They said yes. No, I didn't verify it. But, you know. Yeah. They said well, yes. Yeah. And you'd be like, no, they never asked. I didn't know anything about this crap. Yeah. So it's like, ah, whatever. It's not a, it's not a deal. And anyway, so they, they did their home inspection on Wednesday and then I got an email on well, like 930 last night and the, re the realtor texted me, could you check your email, please? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. And then like, right when I got on this call with you, she's like, could you check your email, please? It's like, listen up here. Uh, it's seven o'clock in the morning. I I'm, you know, and, and 930 at night. No, sorry. I know Real estate's an intense thing, but my life isn't. I'm not a realtor, so. But I just got, they were just wondering about a few things. Like, one thing that's nice is we got this big old water wagon. It's a heavy, like, big, looks like a rear axle, probably like a 14-inch differential. I don't know what it's from. Probably something from the 50s. And I'm like, oh, man, that thing's going to be a bear to get out of here. And they're like, if there's any chance you wanted to leave that, the new owners would like it. I'm like, yes, that's the best. But, um. Yeah, all their all the questions they asked, like they're they're stoked on the house. Like, yeah, it should be. It's a nice house. Yeah, yeah. Except for that one shower. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even say that they wanted the showers finished. They asked, would the showers be finished? And then uh, the one's going to be glass wall and a glass door. It's like, are you guys including that? Right? Um, you think if they're coming back with their conditions, be like you know, the shower must be done. And they said, if you're going to finish the shower, would you be willing to sell, uh, send, um, email us a picture as soon as it's done? I'm like, okay. So these people are like, I, I honestly think that 
I don't know. I could burn half the kitchen down. They'd still buy it. They're so intent on it. So I think it's pretty much almost not. Nothing's a done deal till the check clears. You know, till the money's in the bank. But I've, it feels so much like we're gonna move, man. Yeah. You know how much crap that I have to <laughs> have to move? Like my shipping container's full of junk. Just that in itself. Well, hey, I wouldn't mind taking one thing off your hands. That way you don't have to move it. <laughs> That's right. That small little sharpener. <laughs> I keep forgetting, man. I'm going to get it to you. Oh, it's... I have no doubt. I'm just giving you. <laughs> and even if you never did, I, you know, I'd still give you poop. Yeah. You know, That's no big good. deal. Yeah. Right on. Um, wow. I looked at some of those on eBay. What? So what? Right now, what they're going for? Holy! Oh, the TS Prof. Crap! How much are they going for? More than they would sell for now that you can't buy them anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing I got them when I did, eh? This yeah. last this last one came in like about a week before the conflict. Actually, it was de- delivered to my neighbor's house, who's from Ukraine, right like it was two days after the the real thing started, and I kind of felt weird, like not nothing wrong here, like just just a YouTube thing. <laughs> I've been doing this for years. That they send me knife sharpeners. It's just how it works. It has nothing to do with conflict, you know, but. Oh, and my next door neighbor, Sergey, he's buying my shipping container. He asked, he goes, did, did the people take it? I'm like, no, they didn't, they didn't say anything about it. He goes, can I, can I buy it? I'm like, sure. And I said, I have no clue how much they are. And so we came to a, a price and he's super happy. And he's already got somebody lined up that can move it. So he said, you just let me know when. He said, I'll bring you the cash. So that's nice because that's one less headache I have to deal with. I'll yeah, be shipping. I, uh. I've been doing a lot of thinking about what I want to do because um, I'm going to have to change, you know, hobbies. You know, mm-hmm. I just have to realize that. Yeah. A uh, couple of my hobbies j- just too hard on me now. Yeah. I can, you know, pull it back and do another aspect of it, but, you know, mm-hmm. not going to be able to. Just like I'm never yeah. going to be able to you know, own two or three Harleys and ride them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, not not bitter about that at all, but uh, <laughs> I was thinking about buying because there was an auction near here that had a, a seventy-two uh, electric glide. Mm-hmm. Needed some work. I was thinking about getting it and you know rebuilding it, restore it, and sell it. Hmm. But I don't know. That'd um, be kind of cool. Yeah, but I was thinking about getting my pilot's license. Yeah? You should. Thinking about it. I don't know. Oh, totally, man. For sure. Oh, 100%. Right. Um, one of the guys that hauls rock for the lady right next to us, uh, he's got a couple of irons in the fire, as it were. Mm-hmm. He does a little of this, a little of that. And, um. Jeanette and her go walking all the time, and this guy saw him on the road. And since she's the boss, he stopped and talked to her. And he's, oh, you know, this is so and so. You should stop by, blah blah blah. And because of some of the things I've done for the lady, 
she is going to give me this year's uh, her allocation of uh, gravel tonnage. Her family owns a quarry. Mm -hmm. A business leases it from them, one of those national businesses. Mm -hmm. And part of that contract is each owner uh, gets 200 tons of rock. Okay. Um, Her brother is kind of out of the mix. Doesn't use it, doesn't need it, so she gets his. So that's 400 tons. Oh, wow. Well, this guy, Brandon, that hauls rock, um, she has no way of getting the rock or hauling it. So he does it for for half the rock. Mm. Right. Well, her half, she was going to give a lot to me because I need some and I do it a lot for her. And this way, it doesn't take any money out of her pocket because mm-hmm. she loves every one of her pennies. Mm. Knows them by name. Yeah. And doesn't let any of them go. Yeah, uh, She's a rich lady. Anyway, I mean, she bought a $15,000 Chanel necklace. Oh, wow. Like, I buy a pack of gum. Hmm. All right, so there's that. Crazy. Uh, anyway, so this guy, Brandon, Jeanette was telling him, oh, you know, you should talk to my husband. He does this, that, and the other. He's done this, he's done that. Brandon's like, oh, my God. Yeah. It sounds like he can do everything. And my wife's like, yeah, pretty much. Um. Jack of all trades, you know, and uh, so he's supposed to come by here because he might want some mm. help doing a couple of things. That's cool. Yeah, I'll see what he wants, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I need to find somebody that's got some heavy equipment. Um, I have a need for a mini excavator. Yeah. And maybe I can just trade some knowledge or labor for rental yeah yeah that'd be that'd be slick hey yeah if i can stop bartering that'd be great oh yeah i love bartering that's the best government yeah, until the it. government gets involved <clears throat> yeah they hate it because they don't they can't take any peace <laughs> i forgot which state it is but there's a state in our f- weirdo country that taxes barter you wow. have to claim it wow do you ever see that show barter kings yeah, that's where I found out about it. Yeah, that's crazy. They said, um, they made a comment about it one day. Oh, you know, you can't barter in whatever state. Because um, they were trying to go from a a children's pool to a truck. Yeah. <laughs> and halfway in there somewhere, they saw an ad for what they wanted next, but it was in a state far away. And the one guy said, yeah, you can't, you can't uh, go there. Uh, oh, why? Because they taxed barter. That's what? crazy. How do I, one, how do they know? Yeah. That's nuts. It's like people get paid under the table every day. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. I mean, no kidding. Hmm. Well, I should probably get to work. I got a, I don't know, about 120 signs to do today. And then once that's done, then tomorrow I get to do more tile. Oh, I should have it done like Monday, Tuesday and then get it measured for glass and then start packing things up and moving things. Oh, dude, man, not looking forward to it. Like, and the weather's just getting nice. Like it's, it's like the point where it's like, oh man. And like, oh no, you you don't get to enjoy the weather. You don't, you know, Saturday. Oh, what would you like to do? You know, go down to the river and go for a little hike. No, no, you got to pack boxes. (laughs) 
Oh wow! Well. You know what? Um, during the during the spring, just work swing shift. Yeah, that's right. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's what. Make sure the CFO would approve. That's right. Yeah, that's what it takes. Uh, if you want to do anything in life, it just is hard work, you know. Yeah, the company we have right now, uh, one of Danette's friends, fifteen years. First time I've ever met her. I've met her son, her husband, great people. Uh, but uh, she's just joking. Uh, the first night she was here, I made pancakes and sausage for dinner. Mm-hmm. And because uh, everybody's favorite meal is breakfast. So, uh, she's like, so what do the retired people do now that you don't work every day? Nothing. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. You know. It's it, funny. It's it seems like you don't have as much time as you used to have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have a job. Yeah. And then you can do whatever you want, but you never find time for it. <laughs> or yeah. you do, you know, it's it, nothing matters. Mm. It's just, it's great and frustrating all at the same time. Yeah. That's funny. Right on, man. Well, I better get, let you get back to doing nothing. Well, I got work. Right on. No matter how I feel, I have to get this done. Gotcha. Because we got, might have more company coming. Oh, well. Right on. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh. Oh, were we recording? Oh, man, I thought. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) We're putting this out onto the internet, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. It's like a little radio station. I don't, they call it a, a bean pod or something. I don't know, but it's, it's fun, Todd. We should try it one day. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thanks a lot, buddy. It's good chatting right, with you man. again. And uh, enjoy your company and have a great weekend, man. Thank you much. See y'all. See you later.